Hey everyone, this is Rose and welcome back to another episode. Today I am going to be taking you with me for a little drive in my truck here in Houston, Texas. So if you don't like background noise in your podcasts, this might not be the episode for you because my truck is a stick shift and uh, be shifting quite a few gears and have to head up north today. So it's going to be a drive. Anyway, y'all, let me get this truck started. I'm going to set you down. Let's get this AC cranking. It is Texas after all, and I'm hot. So here we go. I'm starting up a little red right now. Yes, putting my seatbelt on. Safety first. And here we go. That's the parking brake. For those of you who have spaceships, fully automatic everything vehicles, I used to have one. I used to have a really nice GMC terrain, and I loved it, but it's just not as fun as driving a stick shift. Something about my little truck I love. It's a little red Ford. I call it Little Red. <laughs> and uh, my dad calls it his second truck because he bought it for me because he's amazing because I'm a broke bitch. Anyway. I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. I'm having kind of a late start to my morning. But uh, as I was getting ready and putting my jeans on, what used to be the jeans that fit me tighter than any other pair, now they are super loose on me. That's how much weight that I lost when I was in France. So my skinny girl jeans now don't even fit quite right. So it's kind of a good and a bad thing. Anyway. I don't know what your morning routine is. Mine is pretty much just shower, sniff, check some clean laundry, throw it on, and run out the door. I didn't even have any coffee yet. Don't know if I want to stop and get breakfast. I probably should. Um, here in Texas, there's, you know, your gas station guys, I feel like everyone has their gas station, you know, the one that they go to, they love. Mine is a Chevron. And uh, the little family that runs it, you know, it's mostly, it's, it's Middle Eastern families uh, who come over down to Houston, Texas. And usually it's multiple families that run uh, multiple gas stations together. But anyway, my guy, he's so sweet. Love you, Raj, if you're listening. <laughs> he always makes my day. He tells me how beautiful I am. It's just really nice to have constant city platonic people in your life. Who um, just make you feel good and a sense of community, you know sure everyone you know got your routine your people that you have coffee with or talk on the phone with or if you're checking in with me maybe I'm part of your routine so thank you for including me but uh anyway so we're off to the races so uh, today I'm going north I have a commercial landscaping client we're gonna go do some maintenance for them and um, I told y'all I had my own small business I wasn't kidding uh, we're going to go up there and start with probably some trimming, a fertilizer treatment with Microlife 624. If you're a farmer, always use organic products. you got to keep your ecology and the uh, microbes in your soil in check. And if you're using a bunch of potent chemicals, that can actually do way more harm than good. Um, I'm not going to delve into that right now because I'm a little bit preoccupied with these wonderful drivers here in Houston, Texas. But anyway, so we're going to fertilize, put some mulch out, pull weeds, which is always glamorous, but it pays the bills, y'all. 
I love my clients. I love having a small business. I don't know if any of you are entrepreneurs or if you're considering starting your own business, but I highly recommend it to anyone who has the drive or anyone who's even curious. Um, even if you have your own business, it doesn't have to account for 100% of your income. Uh, you know, you can just start a little something on the side and just see how you like it. But for me, it is now 100% of my income because I don't have a sugar daddy at the moment. <laughs> Which is fine. We're fine. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not super, super sad about it. Um, it wasn't exactly like a boyfriend. So normally when I break up with a boyfriend or a boyfriend breaks up with me, I'll be bedridden for days and depressed and not have any drive to get up and do anything. But this morning, I was like, you know what? Let me go to Whataburger, get a coffee, jalapeno chicken biscuit or whatever. <laughs> Start my day, y'all. No, I don't know what I'm going to have for breakfast. There's too many unhealthy options here. But like I was saying with the gas stations, you can usually find the best tacos at a gas station down here. I know it sounds nasty, but um, these Middle Eastern families, they link up with these little amigas and they have little kitchenettes and taco stands inside the gas station. And so it's, you know, somebody's mom, it's somebody's sister, grandmother coming in and cook, making fresh homemade, handmade tortillas, you know, slow roasting meat overnight and uh, just putting out really quality food. So when I used to work on a trenching irrigation crew, which is hard, hard labor, uh, I used to get in the truck every morning, 6.30 in the morning with uh, four of my guys that didn't speak any English. We would go to our gas station, our Chevron, and get four breakfast tacos, or four tacos, excuse me, uh, two breakfast tacos and uh, two lunch tacos that we'd keep in the truck for, for our noon lunch and then nap. But if you're curious about what it's like to be a landscaper in Houston, um, you can shed a little bit more light on that, delve into an episode perhaps later. But anyway highly recommend getting tacos from gas stations in Texas. I know it sounds weird, and if you're not from down here, it's probably, you know, you're skeptical. But if you think about it this way, it's just like anywhere that you travel to. If there's a line, that means the food is probably being served fresh, probably not sitting there gathering bacteria. And as a rule of thumb, I always get what everybody gets, you know, always get the special, unusual, don't go too far out, you know, don't venture into menus. Whatever you see everybody eating, as long as you order that, you'll be fine. Just don't get the tripe. <laughs> tripe tacos are nasty. <laughs> Made that mistake one time. But uh, it's a really good way to learn how to speak Spanish if, if you're not fluent, if you're not bilingual at all. You gotta just out of necessity. You know, I was working with a bunch of uh, really hardworking guys, immigrants, that we had to learn how to communicate on the crew. And if you're hungry, you need to learn how to order food. And those amigos don't speak English, so ordering tacos, arena is how you say flour. You want the flour, tortillas. If you're a huero, which means white boy, you're probably not going to be eating that maize, that corn. Or, I mean, or maybe you do. Good for you. Corn's just a little bit healthier for you. I mean, it's not that much. But you're getting two corn tortillas instead of just one flour tortilla. So, Dang, I'm making myself hungry, y'all. I think I might actually stop somewhere. Driving on the old Interstate 10, I-10, if anyone's familiar. People who drive in Texas, they don't drive like they're in a hurry. They don't drive like, they're, they drive like they're on fire. 
like these people are on fire. Do you know that, I forget, oh dang, I forget what percentage of speeding tickets in 2017 were issued over 100 miles an hour, but it was considerable, like over 25% of speeding, uh, speeding tickets issued here in Houston in particular. People are going over 100, that's normal. Well, thankfully, the governor in my little truck, Little Red, cuts out about 97. <clears throat> and I know this <laughs> because I've clearly done it before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most Fords uh, cut out a 97 Ford trucks. Excuse me. So. And we are stopping. Stop and go. Usually I 10 from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. is a nightmare. And, uh, like I said, some people drive like they're on fire. Well, yesterday I seen a car on fire because they literally <laughs> crashed. And excuse me, the little Nissan truck just burning up on the side of the road. And people just driving by honking, still driving like dicks. Then Texas is another planet, I'm telling you. I remember where I'm from in upstate New York, there's so many cops. And they're so brutally abusive with their power that, like, it's the thought of being pulled over is terrifying. And everybody pretty much does the speed limit. You know, you get away with doing five over. But even that, you know, I remember growing up and driving around with my buddies in high school. We never used to speed around anywhere. Not like these fucking kids. You turn 15 in Texas, your daddy buys you a Ford fucking Raptor and sets you loose. Go, son. But, sorry, pardon my French. I got a quick cussing. It's really unbecoming. <laughs> anyway, it just amazes me the privilege here and the debt that people are in. I don't know how these people afford to buy all their kids brand new freaking Mustangs and Camaros and stuff, but where I'm from, you'd be lucky to get like a Dodge Neon second or third hand from your cousin for a thousand bucks, you know, you'd be lucky. If, uh, if you guys had any really badass first cars growing up, please message me, let me know what they were. Uh, my buddy had an 87 Firebird, that was fun to drive around, also stick shift. I never really had a vehicle when I was a kid in uh, New York. I had to wait till I joined the service to buy my own vehicle, and my parents still helped me pay with that, uh, pay for that. Uh, it's a 2008 Grand Prix, Pontiac Grand Prix. But anyway, driving in Texas, you also got to be just careful of road rage. You don't want to piss anybody off really on the roads because everybody here has a gun, you know, and people tend to forget that. So I just try to behave myself, and if I see someone trying to get after me on the road, I let them do their thing because I don't have the horsepower. Or the lead to back it up, so just gonna let these people go in. Gonna fetch those speeding tickets, boys. Anyway, oh, I miss Tim Hortons. I don't know if you know what Tim Hortons is, but where I'm from, that is like the best of the best. Screw Starbucks, screw Dunkin' Donuts. Tim Hortons is where we used to go every single morning. There's a Tim Hortons coffee shop in the parking lot of my high school. So, you know, on the way to school, if you were a badass, you'd go get a large double-double coffee, which means two creams, two sugars, walking there, you know, and they have the roll up the rim to win. Roll up the rim to win. <laughs> anyway, making myself homesick and hungry. Dang. I really just need some caffeine, so I'll tell you what, I'm going to move on over here go and find myself some coffee. Alright y'all, I'm gonna put you on pause, I'll be right back. 
Alright everyone, welcome back and thank you for bearing with me through that little taco break. Much needed. Exactly like I said I was going to do, I went to a gas station that had a really awesome taqueria and I got myself two flour tortilla tacos with fajita meat, peppers, onions, pico de gallo, and that flaming hot green jalapeno sauce, the salsa verde. So if you guys are afraid of spicy food, if you don't like your mouth on fire, stick with the red salsa down in Texas, especially when you're getting it from somebody, you know, abuela, somebody's grandmother who's been used to eating jalapenos just by the dozen. Anyway, absolutely delicious. Talk about tacos all day. Normally I'll get the tacos with the, like scrambled eggs and meat or chorizo, you know, whatever they got. But, you know, it's about 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't think I want scrambled eggs that have been sitting around. So the fajita meat looked fresh. I just went ahead and opted for that. And uh, while I was talking to you, actually, this client called me three times. Like I said, the beauty of having your own business is you don't have to answer the phone or do anything you don't want to do for anyone that you don't want to do it for. And this particular client kind of a pain in the tuchus. And uh, whenever somebody doesn't really trust my professional opinion, I usually uh, don't want to work for them. If they don't take the hint, then uh, that's just too bad. I have no skin off my back. You can't roast me on Yelp either because I'm not on Yelp. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, this thing, when you're dealing with a contractor of any kind, a little bit of courtesy goes a very long way. And at the end of the day, we're just human beings. Honestly, most contractors are crooks and thieves. And they'll try and get as squeeze every penny out of you as they possibly can. I don't think that's fair. That's not my approach to business. I just truly love what I do and the people that I do it for. And if I don't love you, I'm probably not going to work for you. So anyway. It's probably why it's so easy to get out of bed this morning. Like I said, I'm headed up north to uh, one of my favorite clients. It is a commercial property, but this, uh, the boss man also take care of his uh, personal property, his, his home gardens. I'll go and do maintenance on, on his stuff as well. And being a licensed Texas state irrigator, I can, um, I'm authorized to work on all his irrigation and drainage systems, which is actually really cool because I have a pretty strong background in hydraulics and something that I really like working with. It just makes sense to me. When I was in the Navy, I did a lot of uh, pump maintenance, boiler chemistry, things like that. So I've always been working with like water. Anyway, something that comes very natural to me. I enjoy having a technical aspect of my job, you know, instead of just planting flowers. <laughs> it is fun to dig in the dirt, but it just makes me feel a little bit more grat gratified. Anyway, having a field that I can... You get more respect is what I'm trying to say for being an irrigator. No one is going to respect the person who mows their lawn and doesn't know anything else, you know? I'm not saying that these guys don't know anything else. Anyway, I'm rambling. All right, well, let me get back to driving. Uh, thanks for listening in today. I know this is going to be kind of a short, possibly boring episode. Sorry about that. <laughs> but moral of the story is... Don't be afraid to get food from a gas station. Unless it's sushi. Don't do that. Alright. Bye, y'all. See you next time. 
I was going to end the podcast right there, but oh my God, y'all, there's the cutest dog right next to me in the car next to me. It's a little Maltese. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, okay, <laughs> I better get back to paying attention to the road before I rear end somebody. Talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Rose out. Bye.